0: Feel it coming in the air, yeah. and the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill, I'm ready. it's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Come on. Can't be scared when it goes down, got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who Stop. go Stop. this town tonight. Hey, welcome
2: in to the Last Lasseter Sports Stop. Talk Show. We are live, I am in studio, this is Demi Lachey. Along with Kwame Laster, he shall be calling in here anytime soon. Uh, Yeah, it's Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Welcome. Another day, the day after the Black Monday. Guess you could go to the regular Tuesday. Now out here in the Valley, everything's going back to normal. I mean, pretty much living out here. It's pretty a lot to do even just on a normal daily basis. But everything is going back to normal. Now say everybody's jumping back into their schedules and some people are even leaving with a bang. Kwame Lasseter is calling in. He's just now getting in here. Kwame, it's Taco Tuesday. Welcome to the show. I know you're out busy doing your training and uh, updating, getting guys ready for their next level, their next step.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> <laughs> all night all long, by the way. Oh, yeah. I am headed there to training. Uh, uh, combine coming up, and they had their pro day. And some steps of the biggest days in their life—get uh, drafted or being a uh, free agent, undrafted free agent, or to a new
2: team. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things
1: I'm doing to to do today. You got One more appointment, but that's about it.
2: Is. Yeah. Well, today is Tuesday. You know how it is—Taco Tuesday. Life going back. It's like a holiday. The, yeah, it's a holiday, <laughs> right? Right, it's a holiday out here in the valley. So, you know, everything's going back to normal after that Black Monday. And some people left that Black Monday out with a bang. Per se, uh, Warren Sapp, NFL Network, well former NFL Network analyst, being arrested for soliciting prostitute. And a couple hours later after that, he was arrested at 7 a.m. yesterday, Monday morning. And, you know, it got updated. He was fired by the NFL Network a couple hours later. Uh, That's no surprise to that. And... Yeah, some people just couldn't leave the, the valley too much. Somebody couldn't just leave Super Bowl weekend, you know? They just had to leave with a bang, and it started at seven a.m. with uh, Warren Sapp, um issue coming out.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. Um, I just don't understand that
0: uh, mm-hmm. when these
1: guys come in. Let me go back to the guys I'm training right now. These uh, college guys, rich guys. Uh, when they get into town, I give them my number. Say, don't come here. And ruin your career before you even get a chance to get started. Right. Don't come here and get in any trouble. Uh, The facility I work at, uh, XO, they used to be down at Tempe.
0: Mm
1: One of the greatest things they've done, as far as in my opinion, in my eyes, was move that way, move that workout facility miles away from ASU, because it used to be right there in the mix of things. And when these guys come here. Leaving college, they right back to that college atmosphere where it warrants a lot of trouble. You can ask them to be disciplined in tournament, to grow them in right away, but that's just not the case most times. Mm-hmm. So I give the my number to don't come out here and get in trouble. It's not worth it. No. you lose everything before you even get a chance to make it. As much as just that made. And when you think about Warren who has been in trouble, this before, I think, maybe for the DUI. Yeah. Warren stafford got a lot of off-the-field uh, issues that he need to take care of. Mm-hmm. To come out here with the NFL Network and do a job to have been selected to the Hall of Fame uh, Warren staff, you have to have a better, you have to have better discipline in your life. Absolutely. Because everything's on you, every, all eyes on you at all times. Even I, before that, if you knew that. Yeah. He's a professional athlete, University of Miami, still professional. Uh, but he's doing things that you feel like you're still Superman, like you can get away with stuff, or, or this is okay. You're a wrong man. Some things just not okay when you work for somebody else. Their policies and their laws and their rules are what they are. Just like the um, Josh Gordon and his it uh, allegedly weed smoking and, and failed drug tests. Mm-hmm. You, because one state allows it, don't mean every state allows it. Because you play in that state, you play for a a, a, a business that doesn't allow it inside that business. Right. So the rules that apply to you, the rules apply to you 100%, whether you live in Colorado or whatever, other states, a lot of stuff, the rules apply to you whether you're soliciting uh, prostitutions and all that. You just can't do
2: it. Right. And like we, we always stated before, man, especially the the law, the police officers out here in the Valley, man, they don't play. And, you know, officials already made it clear before the Super Bowl that they would be cracking down on this prostitution. They weren't going to allow it to happen. They know that the Stars are in town. They know, you know, with Stars coming to town, that some illegal things are going to be happening and, you know, some issues that are not, you know, really per se safe around a family atmosphere that they try to make the Super Bowl. That, you know, guys, like, you carry you carry that name. Like you said, I'm glad that you send out text messages to certain guys like, hey, don't don't ruin your career out here because you easily can out here in the Valley. I mean... It's, it's not really talked about as, like, you know, a big town, big city or big name like Vegas or California, like L.A., but it's a lot to do in the Valley. It's a huge city. It's top five, top six cities in, in the country, and there's a lot for you to do. There's a lot of trouble to get into. It's warm weather. Warm weather comes more women, you know, like retired or either divorced or moved out. You know, that I, I noticed a lot of breakups have happened out here in the Valley, and so once you get Super Bowl, you get stars that come in. And you know, like you said before, too, to your point, this is not Warren Sapp's first arrest. He was busted in 2010 for a domestic battery. But those charges, you know, they, they got dropped. And then he was also arrested for an alleged domestic violence. I actually alleged domestic battery in Miami in 2014. So just a year ago. I mean, like you said, this guy built up his name, his stature. Warren Sapp, not just from playing football, but I mean this guy was what, dancing with the stars, Super Bowl champion, Miami uh national champion, NFL network, all of that, you know, that that can't cover you. And, you know, you always make you always make the gestures, Kwame. you always make the comments of, you know, certain guys they can't handle so many pats on the back. You know, they think they can get it everywhere. They can't handle some guys can't handle you can't get away with everything. You can't be invisible. That's the that's the word you are the term you always use. And I love that because, you know, you really can't be invisible. I don't care if you work for the NFL Network. I don't care if it's Super Bowl out here in Phoenix and uh, you've been part of Dancing with the Stars. You know, you're part of, like, Michael Strahan, he gets part of, like, Dancing with the Stars, all these talk shows. But he knows, like, if he gets into some trouble, it, all that is washed off. Yeah, Warren Sapp, you know, he putting on a Hall of Fame jacket. Like, oh, yeah, I'm covered for life. Oh, yeah, I'm doing Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah, I'm on NFL Network, the, the football, the most watched network in the country besides... You know your local stations, and as a sports as a sports station, it's you know top five and if not top three watched all around the world with the NFL Network, but that still can't keep you covered. That still can't keep you invisible. And you know, I I just agree with all your points that you just you know made. I mean, this guy really thought he was going to be invisible, and I don't um, know. I
1: don't. Uh, I just don't get it. Uh, you know what? If you want to be trained, at some point, you pay. you pay for it all your life. If, if that's if mm-hmm. that's the case, you pay for it all your life. But there's legal and illegal uh, ways to do it. You mentioned something about Vegas. But you can't come down here. Why don't you come down here and just and do that? Mm-hmm. You have a lot of stuff. Uh, like you mentioned, you got a lot of stuff in front of him. Uh, I think somebody needs to, whoever's in his corner,
2: whoever's
1: uh, the, who care for him, they better watch him because I don't not to throw dirt on Warren stuff Warren stuff has a, uh, you know, he has a lot of uh, money out there as far as uh, child support is concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's and that's that's irrelevant as far as you know the money and how much it is. Because of course you, you don't stand a chance in a court system uh, if you're a man with a uh, women and kids. You just just going just don't happen. Uh, mm-hmm. But to have that stuff over his head and not try to take care of it. But he got things he could do to fix those problems.
0: And mm-hmm. maybe
1: it is just that, what it is a problem. Maybe he has problems that he needs to conquer uh, and get out of his life, get over to his life. But, but it's just amazing that you get in trouble one time, maybe twice, and you can't understand that the, the consequences are greater than whatever pleasure you think that, is, that act is you go going to go for. It. Sometimes you just got to you know, you got to suffer through that pain and say, okay, although I love doing this or being with that person, for just sometimes you got to walk away and say, mm-hmm. that's it. That, that has no more bearing or no more good in my life because you find yourself arguing all the time with the same old people. You find yourself mm-hmm. uh, in trouble doing the same old thing. Just walk away and get it out of your life. That's yeah. one of the things I'm, I'm afraid of doing is I can just walk away from it in like 15 seconds like, and be dumb and, and take it out of my DNA. Some guys... Uh, uh, if, if there's a problem. There's a consistent problem that keep uh, and hindering them. Mm-hmm. Some guys just can't do it. They like their spotlight too much. Yeah. I
0: never
1: was a spotlight guy, but you know, if you can't walk with that spotlight, you continue to get in trouble. And I and the camp still be only. Right. I want stop. I, I, you know, I wish him well, but he got a he got a big he, uphill battle. He got a long way to fight. go.
2: Yeah. He got a long way to go because everything that he has done up to now pretty much got erased by this one incident. I mean, this is going to be attacked attack with him, you know, for life. Same deal with, like, O.J. Simpson and, you know, guys before him who became NFL Hall of Famers, and now, you know, you got this target on your back. And you, you, you're you not – it's going to be a long process. Like you said, it's going to be a long deal before we ever see Warren said probably in NFL positive, like, you know, for quite some time. I mean, he has a long longevity to, like, return this. Not only is it just – it, it wasn't crazy, but it was really like, you know, we, me and you talked about it yesterday a little bit. You know, is it really worth it? And I don't think it is on, on any standpoint at all. Like, you just tarnish your whole aspect.
1: Career.
2: Yeah. And, Everything
1: great. He's mm-hmm. done. Has a, you got to say, well, he was this guy, that guy, he did this. Warren South had the Super Bowl. Warren South one time was one of the best defensive linemen in the game. He has Super Bowl reign. He goes to the uh, multiple Pro Bowls. He, he does a lot of great things in his chosen field of football, which is football, and then you get the ultimate award. The ultimate award in football, everybody knows. It's not the Super Bowl. It's not the Super Bowl. It is going to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. That is the ultimate. Thank you for no recognizing or everything. Super Bowl is great. I'm not I'm not putting a blimp on the Super Bowl It's diminishing the Super Bowl. It's great. But getting in the Hall of Fame, that's just the peers that uh recognize that this guy gonna have Hall of Fame as long as it takes for somebody to get in, they do get in. Uh and then once shot gets that chance and then he's what do you what do you think's gonna happen? Like no one's gonna watch you anymore? And in fact, they're watching you to see if they can give you a job, see if they can put you up on the camera again. But when they find out these type of information that happened last weekend here in uh in the uh, Arizona, the valley Mm -hmm. then now he just wasted everything you could have had and everything he
2: worked for you know what it reminds me of the Michael Irvin situation that happened what back in the 90s late 90s after he got done playing he had this incident pretty early it took him about 10 years you know to get back on the NFL scene NFL Network picked him up in 2000 and around the same time Warren Sapp got picked up Michael Irvin you know he could have he should have been on TV you know Michael Irvin, he's been in that spotlight type guy, kind of like Deion Prontine. But, you know, these guys know how to handle it. And Michael Irvin went through a situation where it took him years to get back on it. Now, with the whole social media aspect with life, how it's, you know, involved in life now each and every day, situation with Warren Seven, it's just bad timing right now, too, as well. Like, it's going to be – I don't know what he's had to go through because – you know, Michael Irvin, it was during the time before social media. Imagine what Michael Irvin went through with his drug addiction and, you know, things that he was dealt with. Imagine that would have came right now, you know? And that's... Uh, it would have been crucial for you yeah. guys social media is a big thing, a
1: powerful thing. Uh, you, mentioned it, you mentioned, you know, if it was out there when these guys were at University of Miami, Right. that was part of one of the biggest around the country social media-wise that didn't have anything to do with in the inmate. It was just marketing, the university of Time 5, mm-hmm. uh, and those guys, guys playing for on TV, imagine if they had Facebook and Twitter and whatever everybody else was on. Oh,
2: they, my goodness. Uh,
1: Snapchat, whatever they own. Uh, yeah. It, it would be crucial for
2: them. Right. It would be
1: very crucial for them. But uh, Michael Lerner, for his battles, and GapSite, and, and hopefully WhatsApp, that Michael Lerner uh, does a great job. that. Work.
2: Yeah. I mean yeah, okay. I, I hope the best. I hope the best for the brother, but right now, man, I'm I'm disappointed. I'm still disappointed even the day after to see, oh, you know, so. yeah, a Hall of Famer, guy who I look up to, you know, see him on TV talking about the sport that I love, that I grew up playing, and him just you going out right, and embarrassing
1: Hall right. right. like, hey, of Famer jacket
2: Right. Right, absolutely. 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 It's just I I'm just really shocked and embarrassed and then you know, once the NFL, after everything that they've been through with the whole domestic violence issue and the season that, you know, at, just looking back, we can talk about this more after the break. We're going to take a break here in a couple of minutes. But, you know, just a way to end the season with Warren Sapp's issue is just, it, it, I mean, it pretty much puts, puts in a whole example of the season that NFL just went through where Roger Goodell had to handle as a commissioner. And then you know, for a Hall of Famer to even get his name involved in all of the antics, I think he was in that. Uh, what, a, what was that commercial or that statement? No more. I think he was one of the faces. If not, yeah, I've of those seen guys him guys around.
1: Acting all fake. That was a fake commercial. <laughs> it was so fake. It was ridiculous. They were doing that saying no more, and I think they was trying to force himself to smile. The Maybe they told him a sad story before they put the camera on up to say no more. It was. It was fake. Yeah. But the the purpose of the commercial was uh no more no more domestic violence but the actors so so called or like it up
2: mm-hmm. all fake. Yeah, cuz it was it's, it's thousands of thousands of football players who NFL players who didn't get in trouble who are playing in the NFL right now who played in the NFL before and who got they should have Yeah, absolutely. In absolutely. Yeah, you throwing guys who who've been at the same level as those guys, we got a clean record, you know, because Chris Carter' record ain't that clean as well, but he was, no, you not, know, not one of the spokesmen. I'm not trying no, to call no, him no, out no, or no, anything. He I'm he just saying, you know. he in his record,
1: if you know what I mean.
2: Yeah, it's just the guys who get on TV get the, you know. It's just not fair. We got a few seconds before break, so after the break, but yeah, we're going to take a quick break right now. And after the break, we're going to talk more about the NFL and, you know, where do we both see it after the end of this season? Where do we see it going in the future with all this trouble happening? And also some, some great NBA talk. Um, the Hawks' win streak has finally ended. But we're going to talk about more about that after the break. You listen to the Carmen Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete.
0: Internet flagship station for sports.
2: Voice America Sports. Hey, Stop welcome back, welcome back. Welcome to to back to <laughs> the <laughs> Last Year Sports Talk Show. We are too. live in I'm studio. It is Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. The only holiday in the middle of the week. Jeremy Lachey is here in the studio. Kwame Lasseter is should be calling in on lines. Dougie B is out for the day. Waiting for his call as well. But you know, anyone, you all can call in on the show at any time. Join the show any time of the week, Monday through Friday, except Wednesdays so where we're actually out. So we are off tomorrow and tomorrow being the national signing day for college football. Um I mean, you could sign your letter of intents the day after or a few, I think it's like an open week. I think yesterday, tomorrow is just a day where it actually starts. You could start your signing day tomorrow, so keep a lookout for that. Uh, the big name. Hey, Kwame, you back on with us?
1: Yeah, I'm here.
2: Hey, yeah, and, you know, just going real quick, tomorrow's a national signing day for college football around the country. I mean, that's an exciting day. I remember my first, my day of signing day, you know, it was pretty exciting, overwhelming, and you you get to break a lot of hearts, you know. <laughs> you get to break hearts, and then you make a new a new relationship at that point. But well, you know these
1: kids, uh, it, it is, it is a big thing for them. And now they've made it so popular, they even
2: put it on TV. Oh, yeah. But I think
1: Alabama, I, it might, I'm not sure. I think Alabama might still have a number one class coming in, or oh, they somewhere in the top two, top three as far as classes coming in. Mm-hmm. They're still able to recruit, man, get some of the top athletes in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the Ohio State winning, they they went right back into the mix of things as some of the top recruiting universities in the country.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, but
1: it's good. It's a big day for these kids, and like I said, they breaking hearts. But you know, I I always knew where I wanted to go. It was either one or two places. So, but I didn't end up in any well I did end up in one, but you know, I end up somewhere else. So
2: Right. It, it is a
1: great day for these guys and they should savor the moment, take advantage of the video for themselves, mm-hmm. uh, because the NFL films are or actually yeah, collegiate films and high school films, college films, they mm-hmm. They're gonna take advantage of themselves and so you might as well be a part of it and your own financial gain if you video it yourself. Mhm.
2: Right. And I agree. And it's like you said, it got so big now where it's, it's shown throughout television on all sports networks. You know, this guy's going here. He's signing here. He has a little press conference that's shown live. This is a great marketing deal before they even open a college book, before they even take a college course. Like, they, they get to market themselves pretty much, you know. Yeah,
1: but well you, 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 um, you see how they market these kids and they show them how that business is done, but then when these kids decide to do it for themselves, it becomes a problem?
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because I think uh, one kid, you know, he's playing a joke, but he really, really didn't realize what he was, I don't think he realized what he was saying. One kid last week, he's top five or top five star, you know, recruit came out and said, uh, you know, my college choices are like University of Phoenix, ITT Tech, and like some other, you know, online type colleges. And, you know, it it was a hint, it was funny to, you know, his classmates, his guys around, but... You talk to those people who's going through those, you know, those those schoolings. You know, they probably already have many degrees, so you know, they're like, "Hey, what's the joke here?" You know, I really don't get it. I, I got yeah, my degree. It's, get really, out not, here it's really, really not
1: a joke because you talk about some actually some pretty good schools mm-hmm. that people do go to, or people. Let's say you go to a university and you decide you want to finish. But you can finish at a University of Phoenix. You can finish at those great. Right. Absolutely. MIT. He, will, he probably could never get an
2: MIT. Mm-hmm. Joking about it. Hmm. So, yeah, I just find that, you know, that's that's kind of funny. But like you said, you know, this is the start of kids marketing one another. And especially with the whole college football uh, aspect, the whole college football crowd, because your whole dream and goal is to get to the NFL. And then you see the type of characters that are presented in the NFL today. Uh, I know breaking news came out just a couple minutes ago, comments about Larry Foote made about, lynch sending the wrong message to kids and you know it came out as larry foot says marshawn lynch is the hell with authority attitude which he which he does you know pursue and you know that attitude is a bad message for kids now i could see that coming out of larry foot's you know uh vision of it and i get where he's coming from you know you can't always stick it to the man it's not you know kids don't need to see that grown up and you know because that can hurt you in a lot of ways. It can hurt you from a lot of opportunities. Soon you get a so. Uh, what did Marshawn
1: Lynch do? What he didn't
2: do an interview. I mean, yeah, with him not talking to the interview and you know him, I guess you could say sticking it to the man with the NFL, wearing the gold cleats and wearing his own brands on you know when he's branding himself in interviews and marketing himself, and not. You tell, was, uh, you
1: tell Larry Foot. Worry <laughs> about Larry Foot, Marshawn. You don't know what's going on in Marshawn life. No, you definitely don't, do. don't. Right? That's what he needs to do. I right agree about Larry Foot and Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> and you know what? I don't agree a lot of times with Marshawn Lynch does, but I understand why he does.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You, you don't have to stick it to the man as long as the man not continuously to stick it to you. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But you can't uh, tell me, outside looking in, you know what's going on in uh, Marshawn Lynch's uh,
2: in his life.
1: These right. guys uh, have their issues. We, have, we all have our own issues with a certain thing. He may have his own issue with the NFL, and mm-hmm. that's the way he go about it. Maybe not always the right way. And Larry I like he was just uh, clean <laughs> cut through his entire football year. right? Or absolutely. maybe not the, on a bigger scale with the NFL, but maybe with one of his teams.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he should, if he has something to say about Marshall Lynch, you go say that to you. We can get a hold of anybody we want in the NFL. Why don't he? Why don't he call Marshawn Lynch and find out what's going on before he run that? He don't company. want to do that.
2: He doesn't. He, he
1: don't want to do that. He doesn't
2: want to do that. do that. I know
1: Marshawn Lynch. I know Marshawn Lynch's family. Right. So, and I know where these guys come from. And you better off talking to him, man to man, than than putting your putting your public opinion, your opinion out publicly about him. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand why you know a lot of people do that. Like anything I say. Tim Brown told me a story last night, and I, I'm not going to repeat it because it was. But it is a good story to be repeated, but I, I would rather... You can't get Tim no little details
2: but, on it? You know, this is Tim Brown, this is Hall of Fame Tim Brown we talking about. Congrats to yeah, him as well. Yeah,
1: Tim Brown. Tim <laughs> Brown jokingly, <laughs> said, he jokingly said, boy, you're lucky. Um, he had a conversation with RG3. Uh-huh. So Tim Brown's a radio station, i serious. But he had a conversation with RG3. He said, hey, what's up? He was talking to somebody. Yeah. And he told um, RG3, came and walked by and said, what's up, rg He said, rg said, Yeah, what's up, Tim Brown? What's up, Tim Brown? What's up, Tim Brown? Tim Brown said, wait a minute, hold on. So he, hold, he held his arm and told the other guy, I'll talk to you in a
2: second.
1: Uh-huh. So RG3 thought he was talking bad about him. He was always saying what the whole world was saying about him, the same things I say about him on air. And about two more years, if you don't get together, quarterback, face of Washington Redskins, you will be playing in Canada. And if you don't show those guys, quarterback, face of the Washington Redskins, leader, if you don't show those guys in the locker room, Mhm that you are part of them or that you you wanna hang out you, you ain't gotta hang out with them outside the field, but you gotta show them in the locker room. Mm-hmm. The locker room, the NFL locker room is the most sacred place I ever been. One of the most sacred one of the most sacred places I ever been yeah. is the NFL locker room. That's a and man's sanctuary.
2: <laughs> That's what my coach is. Uh-huh. It's our it's it's a football player's sanctuary, the locker room, the field. That's where you get to go and yeah.
1: Right. You 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 ain't gonna <laughs> come in there and just let anything come. right. That's almost like family being family. You just, you come out there and you start talking crazy. So, man, he straightened him out. I was I was so glad to hear that story because I talk about this clown all the time. You know, I'm like, you trying to be too nice, trying to please everybody. That ain't the, mm-hmm. that ain't the way to go.
2: So you tell it, the way we... to go,
1: but you got you have to, by yeah. all means, show those guys in the locker room that you got to give them a reason to follow you. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about defense players also. If they have no reason to follow you, your career is over. hmm they would not follow you. They would not block for you. They will not catch for you, because they'll get a job before you will.
2: Oh, that absolutely. Word going,
1: that word go around that he ain't a team player. It's over for him. Mm-hmm. So, but Tim, but Tim straightened him out though. It, it was it was a it was a great story. But then RGB said, "You know what, man? That's real talk. That's real talk." But how he came at Tim Brown uh-huh. was you have no respect for the game. <laughs> you know the guys who came before you are made to leave what it is. Right and Tim Joking Tim Joking said, "You lucky I won a uh, Hall of Fame at that point. It was about two weeks ago."
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, this event that this uh, run into was about two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, I we, thought it happened last he, night. I was like, "Wait a minute! You telling me RG three, the thug of the NFL, the thug of the Redskins, was there?" Hmm, I nice. wish
1: he was a thug.
2: <laughs> I, I, I respect it's him more. Love. He was. Wow, that's crazy. That that's man. Yeah, to hear that story you know RG3 trying see and that's the deal where he uh, a lot of that a lot of those rumors popped out at and you know they were like RG3 he's so distracted with the brand the the tough name the uh attacks against the media you know like at that point you know Tim Brown just stating you know hey I'm a you know I'm I do the radio deal and I see what I see and I'm gonna tell it how it is and why is RG3 worried about what Tim Brown is saying worried, than more worried about what his own coach is calling him out on, you know? With uh, Shanahan, I, yeah, Mike Shanahan was calling yeah, him man, out on. Yeah,
1: he's straightening him out. He's straightening RG3 out so
2: quick. I mean, <laughs> a lot of you guys just don't get it. Yeah. So, yeah, going back to, like, Larry Foote's comments, now I understand why, why he's saying, you know, it's a bad image to the kids. But at the same time, like you were saying, you don't know what kids that Marshawn Lynch is around. You don't know what kids are out there in the Bay Area, Larry Foot, He's trying to represent a message to a lot of younger kids, you know, who grew up the same way Marshawn Lynch has, who are, you know, nervous. Because, you know, I, I've been around certain kids. You know, I been I was a kid once in my day. And, you know, you you see a certain area where you see guys who are just scared to speak their mind. And so they get into some other stuff where – it's like man you don't need to be doing that what like you know it's kind of like they're scared to open up they're scared to take it to a whole other level to be themselves where they got to get dragged into some other some other things and nobody's saying like i understand Marshawn Lynch is not sticking it to the man you know disrespecting the NFL he's just like well if y'all going if i'm giving y'all 100% on the field y'all should give me 100% as well don't just give me 25% of it like, let me, you know, respect me as well because I'm respecting this game that I fell in love with that y'all are trying to take it apart. And that's why I was coming up, you know, with the whole aspect, Kwame, of where do you see the NFL, you know, headed to with guys like Marshall Lynch speaking up with Richard Sherman and, you know, Seahawks feeling like, you know, we as NFL players, we're being disrespected. And then you got guys like Larry Foote who are making comments like, well, hold on now. And then you get owners like Jim Irsay getting in trouble Warren Sapp, uh, you know, just NFL Hall of Famers, and you made numerous comments, comments before Kwame talking about, you know, the NFL is not going to be here in about twenty years, fifteen years, and now I'm starting to see the light of it. You've been a part of this for quite some time, and I'm just getting more intact in with it since I've been seeing, you know, more of the NFL outside of college football wise. Right. Yeah. Where do you see the NFL really heading? Because right now, like I, I. I'm starting to see your your points now. It's starting to make sense. You you are finally making sense to me. I know that's odd, but you, yeah, you're doing it. <laughs> so yeah, it ain't, it ain't. NFL is gonna be different, man. It's gonna be it different is as we know
1: it. Uh-huh. Hopefully, it's gonna be shut down, it'll be a flag football game. But it's gonna be <laughs> different as we know it, man. Because these guys, uh, how they go about that business, how they market themselves. The NFL rather market you than you market yourself, and that's not. I don't see any fairness in that. Mm-hmm.
2: But a lot of guys are trying to market themselves with, you know, champagne and campaigning. And I don't think that's the right way to go about things. Like, per se, Johnny Menzel. The media puts him as a face of the NFL. You know that? And this guy ain't even played. He ain't even started more than two games his whole NFL career thus far. Where you got guys like Teddy Bridgewater who started half the season and who also got drafted in the first round, Blake Bortles. You know they're not going out with Drake, and you know that's why I call champagne and campaigning. Where you have parties with Gronk and Floyd with Mayweather, and you know you ain't even played it down yet. Justin Bieber, and it's like why market yourself through that? That's entertainment. That's what those guys are known for. You know, NFL is not known for entertainment. You so you, you got to mix the two, you
1: try to mix the two up, right, the right? And the entertainment part is crazy. You had to play football, and you want to be an entertainer.
2: But a lot of, yeah, and a lot of guys are starting to fall into that. You know, they get on TV and media and, you know, feel like, oh, I got to go out and entertain because I'm on TV now because I got a voice. No, you don't have to do all that. You know, just keep doing what what got you there. It's about hard dedication and, you know, doing smart things. I mean, it's a certain way you can campaign yourself, but not by going out partying and going to hotels and setting up, you know, it's just a bad image for the NFL right now, and it's getting no, worse. it is,
1: and the NFL has a lot of cleaning enough to do. with across the, the image and and the hip- hypocrisy that they go about their businesses, and especially with the alcohol. I mean, we had a bunch of NFL parties this past weekend.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Some of them didn't have uh, like golf tournaments. There was no alcohol uh, on you know on golf course and all that stuff. And I just laughed. It was funny because. That's all they do. One of their biggest sponsors is alcohol beverages, Right. Like alcohol companies, <laughs> yeah, and that was that was hilarious to see how hypocritical they are and, and how they go about their business or who they get their money from. <clears throat> but nobody see that until they get in it or until they get out the league. Mm-hmm. But all they see is them coming on in, and hey, you talk about Johnny Manziel. He haven't played. He played two games.
0: All right.
1: But he wants to be around entertainers and keep stay in that light. Checked himself in the rehab. They say Wednesday, but it came out after the Super Bowl. So, which means he checked himself after. He had to get all his theatricals activities out of the way during mm-hmm. Super Bowl week and weekend. If it was that serious, he would check himself in Wednesday. and We would have heard about it then.
2: Right, absolutely. And I, and I've seen guys. You know, you've seen stories where they said Wednesday, even though it's a big week, even though it's a Super Bowl week, or you know, some type of entertainment going on that week that they would check themselves in on that Wednesday and be like, you know what, I need this. And even with it being Monday, I'm glad that Johnny Menzel done it, you know, if he's there. Obviously, he's there now because the doctors have seen him come in, so that's when they let the news out, like, oh, he signed in Monday, but, you know, he probably did or Wednesday, he probably didn't come in until Monday now. But it's a level of improvement. I mean, it could be just, you know, a signs, you know, just to say, hey, I'm doing the right thing, I'm trying to get myself together, but it's a line of improvement cuz we talked about this several times where and you know as a true man you got to look at yourself if you really have a problem you know Josh Gordon if you really have a problem RG3 don't hesitate to take a step back don't hesitate to go really get help and you know like it takes a real man to actually say looking yourself in the mirror and say you know what i need help i need to go to you know get myself some better help and you know it, it took a lot you know i was really shocked and surprised to see Johnny Manziel put himself in the rehab and, you know, to see where this goes from now.
1: Because. A rehab is for show. You think John so? Johnny Manziel going to rehab is for show. He ain't going to change. I hope. But <laughs> I hope, I hope well, there you have it. I hope
2: he does. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I hope he does. I hope it's not just for show. But, you know, like, we, we made numerous comments where guys, you know, need to start taking that risk, start taking, you know, that forefront. And you know Johnny Menzel is doing it hopefully, right. hopefully
1: we're gonna take we another quick see.
2: break. Go ahead. no, I said we shall see It'd be all good if he does absolutely. we're gonna take another quick break. We're gonna come up in our last segment you know we got some positive things to talk about some n b a talk um you know it's it's been one heck of a season and now all star weekend coming up. We got plenty of basketball to talk about as well as college football college, basketball. You listen to the Kwame Laster Sports Talk Show, and we'll be right back.
0: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
2: Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective. Live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
0: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. We doing big, big,
2: big Check out now. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome man, back to the Kwame man, Last Sports Talk Show. We are in our last segment. Our last finish on this beautiful Tuesday out here in the valley. The sun is shining. The rain is finally gone. I guess it left when Seattle left. Like I said before, numerous times, I think the city of Seattle bought that rain, all them twelve fans, and you know it's good to see the sunlight again. Um Yeah, big ups to Kwame joining in on the show, calling in, even though he's pretty busy right now and you know trying to get those guys ready for the NFL draft getting to you know places where he has gone before and numerous other guys and trying to make the NFL better than what it is on the field and off the field especially off the field I know he's giving them tons of knowledge of you know how to handle themselves how to handle the fame try to get the NFL back to where it was once before and you know, where it's, uh, it's a bunch of positive news rather than a bunch of negative news, especially this NFL season. I think it's just been a whole embarrassment overall. Just guys getting in and out of trouble then with the whole domestic violence issues. And, you know, it's been happening in the NFL for quite some time. But to put so much of the light, I don't know if it was the media, Roger Goodell putting so much of the light against, you know, guys who are doing the wrong things, there, there has been a lot of positive situations with NFL players, NFL coaches, committee, management, uh, CEOs, owners, they have done a lot of positive things as well in in their communities and throughout, you know, this country. So let's not not take the limelight off that. Let's start focusing in more on those stories. I hope the NFL can present those stories in the media, you know, can start presenting more of the great deals that are happening out here in the country, some less than much of the negative like because it's like five, three to five percent of the guys in the NFL have gotten in trouble. Three to five percent. So that means at least 97, 95 percent are doing the right thing and are doing great things as well, are not in trouble, are not trouble for domestic violence, for DUIs. You know, it's just the same names over and over and if not, then it's one added new name, you know, months, weeks later. You know, you'll get a surprise new name. But Let's not take the focus off what's going on in the NFL positively because if you, take, if you look at the positive, that will help the future of the NFL and where that light is headed right now because it's dimming right now. Yeah, you see a lot of guys getting in trouble, trying to be entertainers, but then you got a lot of guys who care for the game, and they need to show more of those features, those uh, segments on throughout the media and sports shows and sports talk shows as well. That's just my segment on NFL. I'm done with the NFL for today. It is Taco Tuesday. Tomorrow, Wednesday, we are out of the studio. But mentioned before, you guys keep a heads up. Keep your uh keep your eyes on the national signing day for college football. Keep your eyes on that because one big name, even though he's not the best player in the class coming out projected, but he is a four-star recruit. And with being a four-star, that means you're, you're highly capable of turning it, turning it into something great. Once you hit the college playing field. And that is Cordell Brodus, AKA Snoop Dogg's son. Keep an eye on him because a lot of light is upon him because, yeah, because he's Snoop Dogg's son. And not only that, I mean, he could, he could play the game of football. he's, a top-tier receiver with big colleges coming after him, and he gets to decide tomorrow as well, uh, you know, what college, what, what what university he wants to go through. And then I give my big ups, big props to Snoop Dogg and his son and that whole family because I couldn't imagine going through the life that, that Cordell has, has went through. Now he's making a name for himself. He's not in the father's shadows. He's not in the father's footsteps. And I mean, not just him, but plenty of other guys whose fathers or mothers were in the limelight and are, you know, trying to make a name for themselves as whether it's entertainment, music, sports. In this, for instance, yeah, it's sports. And I understand that that path that you had to go through doing college football and trying to get recruited as a high school recruit, but to have that limelight over your dad and you know some of the images that Snoop Dogg has opposed has not been. You know, great, positive influences. I mean, besides the rap game, besides, you know, the influence that he had on L.A. and doing the right things. But, of course, the media is, is going to put the limelight on the negatives. And Snoop Dogg, you know, is known for a big push of the whole marijuana aspect. But, you know, Cordero said in the segment that ESPN has put together for their series, the Father and Son series, you know, Cordero said, you know, he's away from that. He's not nowhere near – that part of Snoo Dogg. And Snoo Dogg is saying he doesn't want his son anywhere close to that. And I applaud that because I know that's tough growing up and going through that type of deal. But at the same time, it's it's decision time. Now it's time to make, you know, everything that you have worked on from younger age of playing in peewee football to high school, and now it's time to make that next level. It's time – to go play with grown men, with guys who, you know, didn't grow up the same way, who didn't have the luxury of, you know, my dad taking care of me. Now you get to see, and they're going to handle that deal, you know, once game time comes, once, you know, camp, starting camps, he gets to pick and choose his college, his university, where he's going to spend the next couple years before hopefully getting into the NFL. And one of those schools that Cordell is pursuing, or that's pursuing him, and that... It's rumored, you know, he has the highest interest in is the Arizona State University Sun Devils, which that would be incredible if the Sun Devils can land this this recruit. The reason why is because uh, Jalen Strong put his name into the draft early, which was ASU's top receiver, I, w- I would say, skillfully in the last two seasons. I mean, he might not have led the team in the receptions or receiving yards this year. This past season he did, but the years before he didn't. And But how could you replace a 6'3", 220, 215-pound receiver? That's a big body. Cordell Brotus he's a big, tall receiver in himself. He's about 6'3", 6'2", 6'3", long arms, uh, can jump, really athletic. From what I've seen on film and from um, the studies and research that I've done, Cordell brotus can fit that role that Jalen Strong has left. He can come in, play next to D.J. Foster, and – has a quarterback like uh, Berkovichi, who's still growing in his own. With him and Cordell, I mean, they can grow together, especially with the season coming up, getting that offseason. I could see this tandem really taking over the aspects of college football, and that would be great for the University of Arizona. You know, they finally don't have, They this could finally put them with the recruiting classes, with like a USC in the Pac 12. They can compare it with the USCs, the UCLAs to getting big-time recruits and putting them in there. And, you know, Arizona State has been they, – they've been in, like, the middle fracture of the Pac-12, especially with, like, gaining recruits, gaining a lot of three-stars, two-stars, a lot of junior college transfers. You know, they really haven't really gone over the hump of a top recruit. And I think their biggest recruit – their biggest uh aspect is to gain a, a go-to receiver. And I think Cordial Brodus can really step in that limelight. And he could – he could be that go-to guy out here in the valley and playing in Tempe at Arizona State at Sun Devil uh, Sun Devil Stadium. He could be that that player that Jalen Strong has that Jalen Strong was, you know, scripted to be. And I think Cordell can step in from day one with Berkovich at quarterback, DJ Foster in the slot. This can open up a lot of passes for you know Mr. Cordell if he pursues to come to Arizona State. Now this is they saying rumors that you know, forks up this is his top school that he's looking at right now. But he still has decisions between UCLA, USC. Uh it's another uh I think like LSU is also in the in that top five. But if he is he goes to a school like LSU or USC, it's really hard to become the man at those schools because you're competing against guys who are better than you at your level. If not, they they might have been recognized, but as soon as they get to a school like USC, LSU, UCLA, I mean, they get recognized. And it's kind of hard. It will be harder for him to compete rather than stepping in day one at Arizona State where I know for sure he'll be a starting wide receiver. Well, I'm not going to say for sure because they got some talent out there at the wide receiver position. Guys returning, you know, we're not going to let their spot up to a freshman, per se, who has the spotlight on them being Snoop Dogg's son. I mean, that's just what it what carries along with him. But he can back his game up with his play. And, you know, I think Arizona State would be a great fit for him. It's a great quarterback system um, that's lined up here at Arizona State as well. They're they getting some awesome quarterback recruits as well, especially a guy local guy out here from Chandler High School. I've seen him play once or twice this season, and he was spectacular. He was spectacular to see. I know his brother is the running back at UCLA, but – you know, I think if Cordell Brodus could come here at, to to the Valley, I'm not trying to you know pitch for Arizona State. I, I mean, I hope he dominates wherever he goes. I'm rooting for him, just because I know that he, the kid has been through a lot. And yeah, I'm I'm rooting for him. But I think a great fit would definitely be at Arizona State. And heck, I'll be at all the games watching this kid grow. Other news: uh, the Atlanta Hawks. They were what? Twenty, twenty-three, twenty-four 24 game winning streak it all got halted against the new orleans pelicans and i still think well actually yeah the streak i ended at 19 so i pushed it i went overboard a little bit but I, I still think the hawks are still the team to beat in the east uh they're the best team in the eastern conference not i don't i'm not saying not all of nba i still think the warriors are ahead of them um the Cavs are, you know, coming in strong. But I think Atlanta, they're here now. They can hold their own. They're number one in the East. It's their spot to to, to keep going into the playoffs after All-Star Weekend and whatnot. They have, what, three Star? They got granted coaches to pick three All-Stars. And shout big shout-out to uh, Jeff Teague. I used to play against that guy back in high school, and him representing at Pike High School in Indianapolis, Indiana. I mean, congrats to him. I think he's the first – out of that tandem where I grew up in in Indianapolis where there was guys like Mike Conley, Greg Oden, Josh McRoberts. I mean, I could go on and on. Eric Gordon. Jeff Teague is the first NBA All-Star of that structure, of that class coming out of Indiana. Well, Zach Randolph, he was an All-Star as well, but he came out a little bit before my time in 03 out of high school, but... Jeff Teague was definitely there, and congrats to him. Uh, Paul Millsap also being an all star, being selected by the coaches, and then Al Horford, which is un- unquestioned that he he's an all star. But I can't wait to see him compete against, you know, these top players at the NBA against the Western Conference, and then long playing alongside, you know, with LeBron James and the biggest players in the East, Carmelo Anthony. But I mean, he was up deal to them. But I think Atlanta, yeah, this is their year to take the East. Uh last year they gave Indiana Indianapolis the Indiana Pacers a run in the playoffs. And a lot of people were shot. They were like, I mean, this this Atlanta Hawks team, they don't have a winning record and they made the playoffs, but they were the AFC getting Indiana problems at the one seed. I think the series went to seven games last year if I'm not mistaken. And you know, I was look keeping an eye on this team like, man, these guys have a bunch of a lot of shooters, but at the same time they defend pretty well they got a great rebounder, and they did all that last season without Al Horford. Now you're bringing your best rebounder, your best low-post low, low post defender, your best low-post presence, and being in the paint with Al Horford and, and then him adding to all these shooters that they put together, that whole great offense that the Hawks have put together down there in Atlanta. I mean, it's it's incredible, and I'm excited to see where they're going to take off from. And it kind of remind me of the Golden State Warriors with all the shooters and then having a great presence per se that – you know, David Lee brings or Andrew Bogut brings. I mean, it's a great deal to have Al Horford down there in their wrecking shop in the paint who's able to gain rebounds, give Paul Millsap some help. So Millsap can definitely be that step-out um, big man that for, from the fourth spot that the NBA is in, falling in love with, with big man who can shoot the three ball, the, the trade ball. I mean, it's, it's exceptional. And they got... They got a long road ahead of them still because Cleveland, they're on their way. LeBron James is, you know, he's known to take over from this point in season on. He's going to, you're going to start seeing better effort, better game out of him. Kyrie Irving, that whole team is developing well. And with the likes of J.R. Smith coming back from injury and Iman Shumpert coming back from injury, their team is just going to keep gluing on together. They're just going to get better and better, especially after all the trade moves. And the free agent signings that the Cleveland Cavs has made, so look out for them as well in the East. Uh, I'm excited for All Star Weekend, which is coming up during Valentine's Day weekend, which is uh, next weekend. And I'm excited to see you know this is when the NBA really starts, and this is when I start paying attention. You know, pretty much you know you watch a few games before All Star Weekend, and uh, just the competitive games like you see two superstars going at it, Kobe and LeBron's team, but. This is when you really lock in and see what teams are are for real. Excited to see what the Phoenix Suns are going to do. They're America's, uh, you know, America's sweetheart now, You, I guess you could say. Flirting around their A seven seed in the West. And, you know, a lot of people are not putting them in the playoffs, but they keep putting themselves around. And I'm excited to see what the Suns are going to do. Uh, coming off a tough loss last night to Mike Conley and the Grizzlies, where Conley performed well and being at the game last night, it was a great deal to see him and, See how much development he came around, even though he got snubbed this year for the All Stars, but you know, everybody can make it. And Damian Lillard made a lot of noise about that as well. But unfortunately we are ran out of time, man. I wish the show was longer, but you can catch us Thursday. Uh, we'll be here live Thursday, taking a day off tomorrow. So thank you for tuning in and tune in Thursday as well. Good luck to those college football few, uh high school footballers going into college football, picking a uh signing at their schools. Tomorrow, um, Good luck to them. And you listen to Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk Show. We'll see you Thursday. We're out.
0: Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.